Wow, that seems really important to you. Tell me more about it. Covert narcissists can seem so interested, so genuine, so real, so caring. But this makes your heart feel good and connected. And off you go talking about this thing that is so important to you. But you only get about one or two sentences in. You get just started on telling them and they take over the conversation. You, you think that's cool. You ought to look into fill in the blank. And off they go, telling you all about this wonderful thing that they read or that they saw and totally changing gears in the conversation. They hijack the conversation talking about what they want to talk about, talking about their interest or making sure that they look like the expert. It never circles back to your point of interest in what started the conversation in the first place. You know, they give the initial appearance of being so interested in what you were talking about. This is mirroring connection and care, but there's no depth to it because like I said, it shifts instantly into whatever it is they're talking about. This is mirrored empathy. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. If you are watching this on YouTube or listening to this podcast, wherever you are today, please hit that subscribe button, that follow button, so that you can stay current on the material that we are providing. But not only that, you then help us to spread the word to more people. You are vital in this mission to reaching our world of people just like you who are living in this nightmare. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and today is the last episode in a small series that I've been doing on narcissistic mirroring. But today I want to give you tools for how to protect yourself from this type of mirroring. Now I'm going to give you another example. You come home and they say, welcome home. How was your day? Well, my day was okay. You know, I had that conference call that I've been waiting on. And again, that's all the further you get. By the time you even get that far, they've turned and walked away. They're off doing something else totally distracted, or they pull out their phone and they're gaming or scrolling social media or texting someone. There is no genuine care in how your day went. The question, how was your day, is a learned behavior. They know that's how they show care. That's what I'm supposed to do. But it's empathetic mirroring. There's no depth to it. Another example, they might say, well, how's your class going? Are you learning a lot? You know, if you're taking some online classes or something and you start to say, well, you know, we're working on this project on Shakespeare or physics or SEO keywords, whatever it is you're studying. Oh, I know all about that. And off they go on their dissertation on everything that they know about this topic and even turning in this direction or that direction. You try to interject, you try to get back to you talking about your project, but they're five layers deep on their own topic, far removed from what you were talking about and what you are studying. Your attempts at talking about your project continue to get bulldozed over right back to their monologue. So finally you say, hey, let me tell you about my project. Well, now they're hurt. Well, you did. I was just trying to help. Jeez, so sorry for trying to help. Now you are the bad guy and they are the victim. But this started with supposed interest and care in your project. They don't care. 
They don't care about your project. They care about how good they look, about being the expert, about sharing their great knowledge. The question of how was your day or how is your project, this is mirrored behavior. They know that they are supposed to care, that this is how you show care. But there is no substance behind it, no actions to back it up. It is a shallow facade of empathy and compassion. So how do you protect yourself from narcissistic mirroring? Well, let's start by truly learning what mirrored behavior looks like and what it feels like. My last two episodes were about narcissistic mirroring. If you missed those, go back and listen to them. They're examples and explanations on how to really identify this. Today, I want to narrow this down and give you tools on how to protect yourself. So let's start by looking at some of these signs of, of narcissistic mirroring and really putting them into words that we can get a hold of. One of them is this victim switch. When they go so quickly from the caring and compassionate, you know, show of a person to this defensive hurt victim of you. You know, we all sometimes take over a conversation. That happens. We all sometimes get distracted or zone out in a conversation. This is human. But a truly empathetic person, number one, will often catch themselves. And number two, if they don't catch themselves, when it gets pointed out to them, they're genuinely sorry and they, and they fix it. Okay, at the very least, you know, you're quick to apologize and go, hey, I'm really sorry. I did just take over. Tell me more about your program. And you stop and you listen. Or you say, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry I zoned out there. Can you say that again? I'm really sorry. And then you put effort into listening. We're all human, but when we have empathy, we fix our behavior. But this is not true of a covert narcissist. They do not realize that they have checked out of a conversation or gotten distracted or taken it over because they don't self-reflect. And if you mention it to them, Let's start with you mentioned that you, you know, hey, you checked out or you got distracted. They will adamantly deny this. They will tell you, you know, I heard every word you said. How dare you tell me that I'm not listening when you know full well that they didn't. Or at the very least, they didn't engage with you in conversation. It's like you're talking to a wall. And of course, they'll blame this on you for talking too quietly or talking too much or you use too many words. Clearly, you need to get better at communicating. Well, if you point out to them that they took over the conversation, then they go into that quick victim mode. Well, forgive me for trying to help. And they walk away. You say you want to engage in conversation more, and I'm just trying to do that. But now you tell me I do that wrong. Victim mode is a clear sign of narcissistic mirroring. They mirror the empathy. And they might even say, clearly, I care about you. But their behaviors do not match their words. So another sign of narcissistic mirroring is inconsistencies in their behavior. Like I said, their behaviors do not match their words. I care about you and what is going on in your world is followed by dismissive and discarding behaviors. Tell me how your day is going is followed by not hearing a word you say or followed by telling you about their world. None of their behaviors match the words that they're saying. Let's even go so far as to say, you know, they might say, I love hiking. I, I love hiking too. But when it comes down to it, they never actually want to go. Or, you know, hey, I, I love to go fishing. Let's go. Or I love to go to the beach. But then they never actually do it. This is true of so many activities in the life 
of a covert narcissist. And they, they will match whatever conversation with who they are around, be it at work, at church, or with you, especially in the early stages of the relationship. Now, I've said it before, they are more in love with the idea than actually doing something. So they're more in love with the idea of hiking than actually going hiking. So again, they mirror your behavior, your interests, your likes, your desires, but there's no substance to it. Another sign of narcissistic mirroring is the lack of self. One of the most noticeable signs is when they abruptly change their likes and dislikes based on their present company. A narcissist will proclaim their love for yard work when they're with friends who invest in it and enjoy the yard work. But when they're with friends who hate yard work, boy, they'll adamantly agree with them and definitely will show that when they're living at home and not doing the yard work. They'll like golf with one group of friends, but fishing with another. They abruptly shift to match the current company. And this is a sign of mirroring behavior. The last sign I want to give you right here is a fast and intense intimate connection. They just seem to get you. Why? Because they match everything you like and, and everything you think and every behavior you have. So you trust them extremely quickly. You fall into this relationship, dropping your guard so quick and so completely because they just seem to get you. They seem to be the most genuine soulmate you've ever met. Well, think about other relationships that you've had. As your relationships deepen, the level of trust matures. Life experiences with a person allows the trust and the bond to develop. But diving in quickly? No, that's shallow. It's shallow connections. It's forced and it's hollow and it's based on facades and images because it takes time for genuine trust and intimacy to develop. And as a relationship that's not narcissistic grows, that relationship of trust and intimacy grows. But the relationship with a narcissist, it doesn't grow. It just, uh, it, it's like that shallow surface that has nothing underneath it and you're just dealing with hollowness all the time. So what do you do? I want to give you tools for dealing with narcissistic mirroring. One is learn these signs and any other signs out there of mirroring. Educate yourself. Okay, now number two is establish your own sense of self. What is it that you like or dislike? What are your interests? What are your hobbies? Write them down. Make this clear to you what your uh, passions are in life, what your desires are in life. It doesn't mean you can't take interest in theirs as well, but don't sacrifice your own to do it. As you engage with other people in your life, stay true to yourself. Having a firm sense of your own identity your likes, dislikes, your thoughts, your feelings, your preferences. High self-awareness is a great way to keep yourself from falling victim to narcissistic mirroring. Now, don't talk yourself out of being you. I know that can sound crazy, but how many of us have done it? I talked myself out of being me. What I mean by this is, you know, well, if he liked country music, and maybe I kind of didn't, didn't really like country music, but I could talk myself into it. I guess it's, you know, I enjoy country music and it's okay to listen to it. Or, you know, we could go to a country dance every weekend because I didn't want to say no, or I didn't know how to say no, or I didn't even know how to say, hey, I'd rather go somewhere else this time. What about if, you know, I want to go out and go dancing and go to the movies and all he wants to do is stay in and cuddle every, every weekend. 
well, you know, do I speak up and do I say, hey, I want to go dancing or to the movies? No, I, I, you know, I can just stay in and cuddle with him. I could talk myself out of being me real fast. Why is it so hard to stay true to our own wants and desires? I understand compromise. I get that. And you want to have some, you know, meet in the middle, some give and take. Sometimes we do what I want. Sometimes we do what they want. And I get that. But when we're with a covert narcissist, it's so easy to go completely to their side and give up who we are. You have to know what your own wants and desires are in life, and you need to value them. Give yourself permission to voice them, even if it creates a little discomfort. It gets easier as you do it, and you will start to find the people in your life who are open to you being you. Now, another way to to face all of this is to trust your gut. Your instincts are your system's alarm system. An alarm system doesn't do anyone any good if you don't listen to it. Even if they seem like the perfect partner, if something seems off, listen to those feelings. It doesn't mean run for the hills, but listen to those feelings. See what they're trying to tell you. Address them and address them with this person. How many times have we ignored our own instinctual feelings that something was wrong? Something feels off, but we can talk ourselves out of it by saying, well, I'm probably just seeing this wrong, or I'm probably just being paranoid. No, listen to your own heart. Never give up what your heart is telling you because of what someone else says or wants. Don't be quick to give your trust away. A healthy sense of skepticism is okay. Trust your instincts, and when your inner radar is going off, listen to it. Don't talk yourself out of your own thoughts and feelings. Catch yourself when you find yourself giving your own opinions away. Catch yourself, okay? When you find yourself keeping your thoughts to yourself or maybe just putting up with things or absorbing things, stop. Reconnect with who you are, value yourself, and give yourself permission to have your own thoughts, desires, and feelings. Prioritize your self-care. Another step for dealing with narcissistic mirroring. Make yourself a priority for you. I'm not talking about selfishness here. I'm talking about genuine love and care for who you are. Make time for your activities. Make time for the people in life that you enjoy. Make time for your family and friends. And don't let somebody else talk you out of this, guilt you for it, or you know, blame you and, and be so jealous and make it so uncomfortable for you that you sacrifice your time with the people in your life that you love. Don't sacrifice your own interest and your own enjoyment in life for this narcissistic person. Doing activities that feed your soul are vitally important to you. Let's not be so quick to give them up. Sometimes you might need to seek support from your own friends and family. The closer we are to a relationship, the harder it is to stay objective. Our perspective, you know, it gets warped. So ask those around you. Those who are looking in from the outside, ask them, does this relationship seem healthy? Ask them if you are yourself in this relationship, your friends and family that you trust, and listen to them. And very important here, do not blame yourself if you've become the victim of narcissistic mirroring. Narcissistic mirroring is the result of the narcissist's lack of self, uh, self-awareness, a sense of self. It's a lack of their inability to form genuine connections with others. It says nothing 
about your worth. The final step that I want to give you here is healthy boundaries. Boundaries are not for the other people in your life. Boundaries are for you. Boundaries are things like, I will value my own likes and dislikes. I will value my interests, my hobbies, my energy, and my time. I will give my, uh, you know, my interest, I'll give them space within me. I will live my own life for me. This is not selfishly, but rather purposefully. I will respect my own space, my own personal space, time, and energy. Give yourself permission to share your amazing soul with those that you choose, those in life who embrace it, who cherish it, who understand it, and who care for it, the beautiful people in your life who enjoy you and reciprocate this energy back to you. Exploitative and manipulative narcissistic people, they will pull you into their behaviors, their beliefs, their words, their actions. Whether these match your desires or not, this is not important to them. But healthy individuals, they will celebrate your uniqueness. They will celebrate the parts of you that make you you. And when you start embracing the parts of you that make you you, these people will start showing up more in your life. These are people that, that, that you can cherish, that reciprocate this energy, and you can celebrate their uniqueness while they celebrate yours. Pay attention to whether what's on the outside of your world matches what's on the inside. The outside being, you know, the activities, the people, uh, the words, the behaviors, the inside being the thoughts and the feelings and the desires. Start writing these down. What is going on on the outside of your life? Make a list, the things that are going on in the outside world for you, the activities, the, the way you spend your time in your day, the, the people you talk to, the words you say, the way you talk. Start kind of describing that and making a list. Now make a list of the things that are going on in the inside, the thoughts that are going through your head, the feelings that are in your heart, the way your body is responding to life. Do these two lists match? If they don't match, then you need to make some changes in your life and in your world. It's time to make our outside match what's going on on our inside. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are CNG as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. The information provided by Renee Swanson and the Covert Narcissism Podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used for diagnosis purposes and not intended to be a substitute for clinical care. Please consult a healthcare provider for guidance specific to your case. This material discusses narcissism in general. It does not claim that any specific person has narcissism and should not be used to refer to any specific person as having narcissism. Permission is not granted to link to or repost this material to support an allegation or a claim that any specific person is a narcissist. That would be an unauthorized misuse of the material and information provided.